This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Here the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk another episode of Fear the Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 10, Handle with Care. Uh, and this episode was all about Daniel, which mm-hmm. we've not really seen a lot from him. Uh, yeah. lately. So Daniel Salazar finally kind of getting an episode and uh, a little bit of character development as well. His character kind of going in a bit of a, a different direction with this episode. And uh, I mean, Aurora, we can talk about the plot and our feelings about this episode, but we should probably get to the most important thing in this episode, which is Skidmark returned as well. <laughs> And you've never seen Daniel so happy in his life. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently Skidmark was not doing his job either. No. Well, no, of course. catch mice and rats and he was just... (laughs) No. I mean, number one, you can't tell a cat what to do anyway. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But if anybody could, it would be Daniel Salazar. And, you know, of course, if it's not Daniel asking Skidmark to take care of, like, mice or whatever, you know, Aurora, we've already seen this. This cat is a zombie distracting cat. He doesn't go yep. for your your small game like mice or rats. This cat is all about stopping the zombie hordes. So Yes. I mean his name is Skidmark. What do you expect? Right? <laughs> I feel like they're like, look, cat, we want you to do some like like mouse and rat work. And he's like, This is so far beneath me. <laughs> I'm just going to clean myself in front of you gratuitously. Yeah. Um and apparently that's all he did. Uh <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, it's a five. Uh, let's move on to the next episode. <laughs> uh, no, things happen. We should talk about them, uh, and and we shall. Uh, so on Wikipedia here, they got this all backwards. Uh, mm. it, it says here, in a flashback, Daniel appears inside a cell. But that's not a flashback. That's the present. Yeah. We The flashback is everything in the episode. Right. So in the flashback... Uh, Put it together, Wikipedia. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I know anybody can edit it. Maybe I should edit it. Um, but in a 
in a flashback, uh, we're getting a good look at the beginnings of Morganville, uh, which is what I'm calling it until they come up with a better name for it. Um, <laughs> and everybody's kind of doing their part, helping to build things. Daniel has uh, put on a record, uh, a song actually called Handle with Care by the Traveling, uh, Traveling Wilburys. Uh, and things are kind of going smooth. Uh, Morgan then calls Sherry and Strand. Um, they want their communities to come together and talk about a possible new threat. Of course, we're talking about the people who've been spraying the graffiti on things all the way back at the beginning of this season with that yep. gigantic sub, which apparently still has nothing to do with anything. It was just mm -hmm. a shot. Anyway, Daniel is left in charge of keeping the weapons uh, within Morganville safe. He keeps them and takes them. Um, he uh, he keeps them and takes them and puts them like in a storage unit, locks it up. Uh, Grace starts to have complications during her pregnancy and Morgan offers to ride uh, Al's truck to bring medical supplies to help with Grace's pregnancy. Morgan leaves, uh, takes the, the good rabbi with him as well. And he leaves Daniel in charge of the community. So he decides to hold a meeting with all of these community leaders and also has Dakota with him as well to try to gather some sort of information about this possible new threat. Um, it's also revealed to be the group that attacked uh, essentially the, the oil place, whatever they were calling it. I don't remember what they were calling it, but um, the place that they had all of the oil. That feels mm -hmm. like five seasons ago, Aurora, that that happened. <laughs> yes. But I guess I guess it didn't. Uh, this causes the group to begin uh, to argue amongst themselves, thinking that maybe there is an infiltrator amongst their ranks. The discussion ends when there is an explosion that attracts a horde of walkers. Daniel goes to get the weapons, but discovers that they are not there. So uh, he tells Claire and Grace to hide. Uh, Claire, Charlie, my bad, not Claire. Uh, Daniel tells Charlie and Grace to go hide and wait for Morgan to arrive uh, with Al's truck to eliminate the walkers. Daniel ends up letting several of them inside the community in the hopes that he will discover who has stolen the weapons. Mm -hmm. So when a walker is about to kill Dwight and one of them is killed by a gun and Strand is the one with the gun... Eh, Daniel thinks that he's probably the one that took the guns. And to be honest, Aurora, we just had a whole episode where we talked about how untrustworthy Strand is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he can't necessarily blame him. So Daniel locks him up, tries to get him to reveal the whereabouts of the weapons. Daniel shows him the wound that Strand inflicted on his face. When Daniel was about to kill Strand, Morgan shows up with the armored truck and kills the walkers and saves the group. The group then looks for Charlie and Grace, who are hidden in a cave, who revealed that Daniel sent them to that place, pointed it out on a map to them, but Daniel doesn't remember telling them that. He told them to go to a cabin. At least that's what he remembers. Mm -hmm. uh, the group discovered that it was actually Daniel who took the weapons, hid them, and locked them up elsewhere. And June ends up coming, uh, coming back into town, and she starts talking with Daniel to try to get some sort of medical diagnosis um, that reveals he has some sort of uh, personality issue. I, I don't think it's a mental issue no. necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like I, at first I thought, oh no, like he's 
maybe he's developing Alzheimer's or right, something right. like that, like he's losing his memory. But what it really is, is uh, Daniel, for the first time in a very long time, has something that he is afraid to lose. And um, he talked a lot about Ophelia in this episode mm-hmm. uh, and his wife. And uh, he, I mean, he even breaks down, which was very hard to watch. Like this guy is like stone cold mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, ultimately, it is Strand who offers him a chance to live with his group in Lawton. And they both leave because Daniel feels like he is a liability as long as he stays in Morganville. Uh, Aurora, what did you think of episode 10? Uh, okay. <laughs> mm, there's a lot here. <laughs> there's, yes. And I'm, honestly, I'm confused mm-hmm. with this episode because there was not one single moment in this episode where I where I thought that uh, he was losing it. Yeah. I thought that was someone was framing him, and I mm-hmm. actually think that's still true. Yeah? Yep. It's possible. Um, we don't know who set off the explosion. I don't think it was him. Right. And there's, you know, it's it's difficult to come up with a theory because after the episode ends and you go back, you don't know if everything you saw is true because you're seeing it from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some things that happened in his story that I was like, wait, that's suspicious. Like, for example, um, uh, Sherry. Yes. And I, I don't know what the other guy's name is that was with her. Yeah, bald guy. Uh, I don't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, but... I don't know his name. Uh, but they were, there was a scene where they're like trying to decide what they're going to do. And uh, Daniel, the, 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 the zombies are about to come in. And Daniel is like, oh, I'm going to go and look in, in each one of your tents. Mm-hmm. And Sherry says, whoa, 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 let's not, you know, and she changes the topic and they end up not doing that. And I was like, that's weird. Yes. And then um, if, I mean, I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if, if I'm losing it, <laughs> but I feel like Charlie is doing something wrong here too. I mean, she might be like, so one thing we know for certain is that he is having memory problems he is having some sort of issue yeah because i agree you know mentioning uh, mentioning ophelia a lot and i think that just seeing grace pregnant triggered a lot of things for him yes but i think that someone is exploiting that and he cares for charlie like he sort of sees charlie sort of like a surrogate daughter and he doesn't want anything to happen to her either Mm -hmm. and he talked about how like when they moved to los angeles to start his business like he talked about how ophelia never really knew him he knew right she knew like the live version of him right um because they went to a place where he tried to pretend that he wasn't what he was that the things that happened to him didn't happen they tried to start a new life but they tried to do so in pretending that the old life never happened mm-hmm. and he didn't want that to happen here and he didn't feel like he had that with um with charlie and i'm sure seeing grace pregnant all of those things um kind of set off in him that he finally realized that you know this is something that's worth keeping that's worth fighting for and 
all of that bottled up stuff just sort of boiled to the surface. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, and I know what that's I know what that's like. I, I've had I've had days where uh, things happen in a blur because um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something is too overwhelming. Like, and when I look back at it, I don't remember how I got from you know point A to point B. Um, so I know right. what that I know what that's I know what that's like, and and we know that this happened because he's convinced he sent them to the cabin, and they're like, "No, you told us the cabin wasn't safe," and he's like, "No, I marked it on the map." You're like, "No, you sent us to the cavern or whatever, and you marked that on the map," and then they show him the map, and lo and behold, he did mark the cavern instead of. But the, that's the cabin. that's where I I felt like Charlie was lying. Yeah, I don't think she. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think she would. But I don't know. know. I maybe maybe I'm biased because I love Daniel so much, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I just there were so many things happening in this episode that I was like, I'm not. I don't think that's Daniel. Yeah. The problem. I think that he like I like you said he does have something triggered something mm-hmm. with him, but I think that someone is exploiting that yeah. to frame him. And like I feel they, like the moving the I feel like moving the guns was also weird right it is but i think it was also definitely him who did it like but he does I mean, go nobody out of his saw way. him though no uh but he That's does go weird. out of his, he does go out of his way to note that the only two people who had keys were himself and morgan and morgan was gone um now i mean maybe you're maybe you're right we still have three more episodes left and something I else that, could be revealed. I thought that Strand was really weird in this episode too. I don't know. I feel like because yeah. it was a, a a scene where he's already in the cell, uh, Strand, mm-hmm. and uh, Daniel is talking to him. And I think that's the, the the scene where he's pointing the gun at him. Yes. And Strand says something like, "You know, why do you care about this place so much? There's not like I don't understand why you care so much about this place." And it it seemed so weird that he was asking him that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm I mean, so confused. <laughs> I mean, possibly because it's out of character for Daniel uh, to to kind of really care mm-hmm. in in that way. But I mean, again, that could be part of the character development. Uh, I I'm almost positive he had nothing to do with the explosion because that didn't make any sense. I uh, agreed. Yes. And Dakota talking about how um, Virginia thought that perhaps they were underground in like the realist sense of the word, this group that Mm -hmm. maybe they have some sort of like, they go through sewer systems or underground tunnels or something that could explain how they might be able to pop up somewhere, set off some explosives and then not be seen. Um, Yeah. I don't think the explosion had anything to do with that. And I, I mean, I'm buying that the other things were what they're saying they are with, Mm -hmm. Um, with Daniel, but that doesn't mean that it won't later be revealed that there was something else. Uh, yeah, that and happened. you know, I, I, I saw some some instances where I was like, I think that Charlie is in this, but the, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. What I am suspicious of is Sherry and her group, mm-hmm. um, because when the explosion happens, I think that that could also have been the trigger for Daniel. Yeah, because he was kind of like the one face like closest to the explosion. Yes, and you can see it like happening behind him, and maybe that triggered that sense of you know protecting, and he just mm-hmm. uh, you know had all these laps in memory. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I mean, there was a scene that I, I mentioned about, you know, Cherry kind of like switching the topic so that they wouldn't go into their tent. Yes. But then there was another scene where uh, Daniel sent Charlie to their tent to find the weapons. And yes. that ball guy comes in and he's very upset that they're in their tent. Yes. Now, maybe he's just very protective about his stuff, but you can also... I mean, also but if you don't read... have anything to hide, you won't sure. be upset. Sure. Right? You could also read it like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the more I think about the map thing, the more I'm still pretty sure that that's just on Daniel because Grace is the one who goes along with it too. So Grace right. would also right. have to be lying, which I don't think she mm -hmm. is. Um, so yeah, she, I, she was in a little pain though. She could, <laughs> she could be delirious. <laughs> yes, with, with perhaps Braxton Hicks contractions. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like, I mean, it does feel like it was sort of out of the blue a little bit. Right. But Daniel Salazar is also a character that uh, it felt like a lot was sort of surrounding him in the earlier seasons of this show, mm -hmm. but sort of faded into the background a little bit. And I think they really wanted to do something for his character, which... Um, I think part that might partly explain why it's a little bit confusing because it just yeah. does sort of feel like, where's all this coming from? Exactly. Yes. But I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of welcome the, the change a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but we'll, we'll see how things go. Uh, I just feel like, I, I just feel like in a way I'm comparing this episode to the one that we saw in the walking dead with princess. Mm hmm. And this was not as way, good as that one, but yeah. Right. That like the way that they portrayed her uh I mean mental problems yes. was so well done yes. that I didn't questioning question anything because it, it just it, it it was clearly stated what was happening with her. Mm -hmm. In this one, there was so much doubt yes. put in. Like it was a lot of finger pointing and you know, figuring out who who was doing what mm -hmm. that I it felt to me instead of like being a Daniel episode, it felt to me like a setup, like a setting up the the show for something else. Yeah. Oh, and it's very possible. I mean, because we're yeah. we're getting down to the wire for the end of the season, so no, absolutely, yeah. it could be. Um, it's it's always tough to tell sometimes yeah. with these things. So I'm hoping that. I don't know. Actually, you know what, Aurora? I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm hoping, <laughs> but I don't know what I'm hoping for uh, exactly here. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to sit back and enjoy the ride and see where it takes us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on handle with care, and uh, what would you give it? Um. Oh, it's just I'm so torn mm -hmm. because the thing is that I I have two scores. I have one score if the episode was just a Daniel episode. Yeah. But I would score it higher if it was a setup for something bigger. Mm -hmm. If it's just a Daniel episode, I'll give it a three. Okay. If it's the other, I will give it a four. <laughs> okay. So history, this is a history dependent score. <laughs> only, we, 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 the only way we will know is next week when we watch. Yes. Um, Possibly the next several weeks, actually, uh, mm -hmm. depending on how long it takes for things to pay off. Uh, I thought Ruben's performance in this episode, though, was was really good. And I cried when he cried. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a, that was That's a tough me. watch. Like, I, I have a hard time watching people cry anyway. It always makes mm-hmm. me want to cry. It's sort of like that thing where um, people can't watch other people throw up because it'll make them want to throw up. Uh, it's like that, but with crying right. for me. Right. Uh, yeah. If I see other people sad, like, it just hits me immediately. I just feel what mm-hmm. they're feeling or I feel something akin to it. Uh, that was yep. That was hard to watch, especially for a character who is not very emotional like his emotions are bottled up yeah yeah um, and and you know the fact that he was crying because he was like genuinely sorry yes his performance yeah. i thought was great in this episode yeah yep um he he's always he's always so much fun to watch um and i i'm giving them extra points for including um the traveling wilburys in the this <laughs> in the soundtrack for this uh, it's not a straight up Tom Petty track, but Tom Petty was part of that super group. So uh, that's close enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Close enough Walking Dead. That made me happy. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i sort of on the in-between here, Aurora. I dove into the, the, the quarter marks and I gave this three and three quarters. I couldn't quite okay. give it a four because just like you, I'm not exactly sure how this left me feeling going yeah. forward. And again, maybe that's maybe this is a future dependent score as well. And mm-hmm. uh, knowing what I'll know later, maybe that will change how I yeah. We might yeah. We might have to come back to the scores of this episode depending on what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, just a bit of a programming note for everybody who is listening. Uh, normally, the way we record this is we release. Uh, the episode on the day of a new episode so you can uh, listen to the recap of last week's episode uh, in time to watch the new episode but starting with the next podcast we're doing we're going to be covering episode 11 and 12 which means Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to end up dropping the podcast I try to drop the podcast on Sundays but since we're going to be discussing new episodes um, before they actually air on television, because if you have AMC Plus, you get access to the episodes, mm-hmm. I think, a day or two ahead of time. So uh, doing that is going to uh, even us up with the show schedule. But also, I don't want to put out a review for episode 12 Um uh, you know, for people that haven't even had a chance right. to watch episode 12 yet. So, mm-hmm. and the episodes air at night. So I'll probably be dropping the walking dead episodes on Monday afternoons or evenings, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So going forward. So just a slight change uh, in the, the scheduling for the podcast, but in the meantime, everybody, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Um, we're also on Patreon if you are so inclined to uh, assist us in that manner. Patreon.com slash cinemageekly. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead. Hit subscribe. And that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about two more episodes of Fear the Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 11, called The Holding, and Episode 12, called In Dreams. Mm-hmm.